Welcome to Lights in the Sky podcast, episode 41, casual chat about uncasual things. I'm Luke. I am the Tonner. 41 and done for the year. So of the 52 available weeks this year, mm-hmm. Lids has <laughs> cleaned up on 41 of those weeks. Yep. So cleaned up, you mean recorded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, not even not even recorded. We just put an episode out. Yeah, put an episode out, and not even we put an episode out. You put the episode out. Kind of. <laughs> I didn't put the episode out. Beach did. Beach did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. thanks. Yeah, well done, Beach. Yeah. So we're celebrating. You've got your raspberry and coke. Yep. Um, we in New Zealand have an exclusive raspberry and coke flavor. I'm trying to think if I saw it in Australia. When no, I was there. they announced uh, Coke announced it was a New Zealand only thing. Do you know what Australia got then? What cherry? No. Coffee and Coke. Oh, I'll take the raspberry any day. Huh. Though you like, I used to like V Black. That was a coffee-infused energy drink. Mm. I quite like the taste of that. They got rid of it. No one has V. No. Oh, Australia do. I do. do. I do. They never used to. Never used to, but they do. V's an energy drink for those not in New Zealand or Australia. Yeah. And they used to have a coffee flavour and then they got rid of it and the coffee flavour was... It's not, it's not a... We're not, we're not saying that for Vagina. What? Like V... For vagina. Oh God! Like you say D <laughs> for you say D, you say D for willies. <laughs> get some D. We get some V. So it's been what two two weeks since we were in the same room, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and in that time I've moved into my new house. Well done. New to me. Proud of you. Ceremonial first mortgage payment next week. Oh, yeah. nice! Nice. Can't wait! Can't wait! Take all my money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need the monies. Yeah. You paid the bankies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you got you got you celebrating with your Coke and raspberry. I've got yeah. my bubbles. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. This is the Jamie Oliver glass. Very good. Mm. I don't think he made it. I don't does think it, you. I don't think does it hold wine better than other glasses. I don't know. It's got his name on it though. Well, do, if you drink out of it a lot, does it give you like a weird lisp? <laughs> oh, and like you know, protects rights for school children <laughs> yeah. for what they're going to eat or yeah. drink. Yeah, but yeah. Jamie Oliver glass. Well done, well done, Jamie. Um, so that forty-one weeks thing you were saying about is actually even more of an achievement because we didn't start till February, so we only actually missed one week. Do we know what our actual kickoff date was in Feb? Uh, it's on that mug I gave you. Yeah. February the 20th-ish? Something like that. It was end of February. Mid to late Feb. And we trialed the unsuccessful format. It was two two stories. It was 42 weeks ago, whatever that is. Yeah. (laughs) Of the two two stories, which after one episode of realising that's a lot of work to do every single week, we're like, actually, fuck this. Yeah. Let's do (laughs) no work. Let's do half the work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Quarter of the work, really. Because we used to research. Well... I do very little now. Yeah. <laughs> I find a URL. That's what I do. Yeah. I research a URL and then often... And you it. are welcome. <laughs> yeah. Um, some admin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got some admin. Okay. You'll remember on Twitter that... Oh, we you were, remind me? You'll remember on Twitter that you were... What? 
Google just signed me out of my account, giving away the Pickle Rick plush. Yes, I, I actually saw it on, on, on the tweets the tweets about this. What about it? That you picked a winner. Yep. Yep. So I've picked a winner. I thought I was going to do that draw. <laughs> nope. Already done. <laughs> okay. Uh, another good bump in our stats and everything with the giveaway. Seems people like free things. Um, I like free things too. Yeah. You do? People should send us things. No. I'll give them your home address and they can send us things. Okay. Maybe they, send, maybe they come around themselves. Nope. Okay. Um, so the winner of the Pickle Rick plush. Do you want a drummy? Is that a euphemism? <laughs> <laughs> the winner of the Pickle Rick plush, drum roll please, <laughs> is, drum roll, Joe. Hey. Um, Joe from Twitter. His handle is JFC993. He has very little bio-wise, but he has a... Um, what are a few of his favorite things? Well, he, he's into... Um, tell him Steve Dave. Nice, nice. There's a picture of him with Brian Johnson. Um, and then it's a bunch of retweets of Funko Pop Vinyls. Um, interstitially uh, interrupted by tweets like ready to temporarily uninstall Twitter from my phone on the release of Star Wars to avoid spoilers take action people avoid spoilers mm. so he's into Star Wars he's into Star Wars he's very very sensible mm-hmm. very with, sensible with managing his social media sensible Joe they call him actually yeah that yeah. moment when for the last 24 hours life has kicked you on the balls every way you open a two pack of Starbursts and both are pink is that good or bad? Do we like pink ones? I don't really know what Starbursts are. <laughs> well, whatever it is, we've made Joe's... <laughs> like, I see them in the shops, but I don't know what they are. We've made Joe's um, uh, life throw, just a little bit brighter. Should we throw a couple of pink Starbursts into that package for sending it to them? Nah. Nah, that'd probably cost extra in shipping, which we ain't planning on doing. You'll have to do a customs declaration. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it seems to be um, right up in the Tell Him Steve Daves, um, which hopefully he listens to this as well. Um, if not, hopefully he will after listening to this. Yeah, after he gets a pickle rick in his box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, congratulations, Joe. Um, hope you like... Congrats, Joe. Sorry about the starbursts, but... Um, Keep yeah. on trucking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought of, I was thinking, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were like a truck driver was like messaging and was like, "Thank you for the entertainment." I'm like, "Man, podcasts would be good for truck drivers." Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, I have a decent sized commute, and I enjoy them. <laughs> Don't brag. Yeah. I mean, say that to everyone, right? <laughs> yeah, you're quite open about you. you yeah. the size I have a, of your I commute. I have a long commute. <laughs> I have a long, satisfying commute. Yeah. Does your wife enjoy it? Um. Doesn't enjoy it as much as I do, but here that's normal. <laughs> that's <quite> normal. <laughs> oh, bless. Um, yeah, so um, we'll get in touch with Joe at JFC993 and get his um, deets um, and send out a pickle <coughs> in a bag. Uh, you have anything to report? Okay, so as we know, I've been working on my fibre intake. 
um so this this has been literally like it's been two weeks since we last recorded in the last update yeah um being in that so um oh the cat's here (laughs) this is going to be one of those ones isn't it yeah i can tell hi woo woo come on um so uh 10 past 7 this morning there's a knock at the door I was like, this morning, yeah, this morning. Oh, wow! So I went this running. Fresh. So I went running downstairs. I, I threw some pants on because I had not. I had yet to don my pants. I'd, sh- okay. I'd showered. It was only two two p.m. by then. Yeah. <laughs> Turn you got those pants on. So I slipped the pants on. Didn't mm-hmm. uh, ran downstairs. Uh, no underwear, obviously, at this point. No I free. Hear any mention free of balling. Yeah. Uh, and I could see through the sort of the glass in the front door. There was some wearing like a high high visibility vest. Was that all? Mm. They were naked apart from their vest. vest. Yeah. Well, oh. I was I was wearing no underwear <laughs> and, and scarcely pantsless. <laughs> so, um, opened the door. He's like, uh, and he was, it was broken English and I don't want to do the accent because I feel I'll do bad. I'll be bad. Like, mean bad. Was it the same guy as last time? No. Okay. Else. And they were like, uh, hi, we're here to install the fiber. It's like, what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, oh, we dig the driveway and put the fiber in. Like, no. <laughs> like, what What are you talking about? Like, we got a call. We, we were told last night, come your house, put the fiber in. Oh, my God. And it's been, like, two, exactly two weeks since the failed turn-up for the fiber install. Mm. I'm like, you, no one ever told me about this. I'm like, okay, well, you're going to have to go tell the other neighbors right now because they don't expect... This is... I was I was told you're coming next Thursday to come, like, like I got, like, like six days from now to come and do this. I love how somehow, and I think this is quite common with um, getting these fiber installs, like we said, this is one of those ones where you're in kind of a um, shared driveway, so you've got to get permission from all of the neighbors and all that sort of stuff. They've got to to pin their signature on the piece of paper to say they're happy for the driveway to be, you know. So the part that I love about it is that you turn into some sort of de facto project manager. Yeah. Same with anyone that I know. It's like, I want fiber. So now I'm like the ringleader of my little driveway. Yeah. And I'm organizing everyone's cars to be out. <laughs> making sure everyone so can still get the bins in and that's out. It, that's it. So I pushed back on this guy. And I was like, nah, you're going to go do this. Yeah. You're going to tell them all that, that, that you're digging this up. Because no one told me, so they don't expect it. Yeah. They, I told them Thursday. They were expecting Thursday. Get here now. But even if they had told, told you, it's really weird for you to then have to go to the other people yeah. and do it. Like, it should just be... These are the four people affected. We're not just going to tell the one who asked for it. They're all getting it. Yeah, they're all so equally. Just, yeah, I mean, yeah. I may get it in the end, but they're all equally affected by this. Exactly. Uh, so weird. Yeah. So I. So I. So I decided as I went into the bathroom to put the, uh, the bit of product through the scalpel bush you went to do your hair because yeah. that was most important yeah yeah and i was i was glancing out the window he knocked at the neighbors and just standing there knocked again stood there not i was like how life assistant you going to be there obviously not there they must have gone yeah and i think they do leave early and i think the other the other thing is it's like a stay-at-home mommy so i think she was probably still dealing with the kid maybe a breastfeed situation oh my god I don't know. We've jumped to that for some reason. <laughs> I'm assuming it was We're a, breast, here now. a breastfeed situation. <laughs> you would assume that. Yeah. So she can't come out with, with the, you know, a kid on the tit. Um, it's a secretly. <laughs> God. <laughs> 41 and out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, so where we're at now is they, I, I went to work this morning and came home tonight. They've dug the driveway up, mm. installed it. They haven't resealed it. God knows when they're going to come back and fill it back in again. So there's the fiber installed? As in, like the cables? No, were run no, because the they had to get they have to get in behind the house to. Uh, put That's what in. I thought. I thought they were going up the other side yeah. when I saw the ditch. What is this? Oh, it's happening again. <laughs> Shut the door. Oh, you're closer. Look, look at him. Look at him. No, I'm not looking. <laughs> People shouldn't have to hear. God damn your... it! Why does the cat do that? We're gonna have to put that litter box downstairs <laughs> now. I think the only reason he wants to use it is because it's now sitting in the hall somewhere different. And he knows it's gonna piss me off. Yeah. So if you heard that, that was the cat going to the toilet, <laughs> which happened in like the last episode. As well, <laughs> I think. Perfect. Oh God. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, God knows when they're going to come back into the rest. Yeah, they haven't done, they haven't actually connected it because they had to get into the backyard to do that. And each time I've had these idiots around, they walk around the back and like, oh, we'll just go through the gate. I'm like, the gate is the next door neighbours. Like the house, that the around the house is like half is mine, half is theirs. They have a gate. Yeah. I don't. Right. So, cause my, so how do you get to your bit? Through um, the house? Yeah, through the house. Oh, cool. So they will like literally just have to go around the other side. They have to bring everything through the house Brilliant. and try and dig it on that side. Mm-hmm. They're just, yeah, so they haven't got it. So, yeah. So still don't have fiber. Okay. Well, <laughs> but you do have a hole in the driveway, yeah. like a big ditch so, that runs Yeah, so what we've got is that on the side of the house, um, at the, out the backyard, there is a box on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, on the uh, up to the up to the fence line, there's a trench that's been dug right. and filled back in. And filled back in. Yep. That's important. On the other side of the fence, there's a fiber cable that's sticking through, but not attached to anything. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I'm at. <laughs> so Brilliant. We're agonizingly close. How long did they say the whole install would take? Uh, be like a day. <laughs> <laughs> cool. It's really well done. So yeah, really frustrating. So I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think I'm gonna end 2017 with fiber. <laughs> um, we said uh, that we. This was our 41st episode, right? But did we actually say it was our last one for the year? No, we haven't said that yet. Um, it's our last one for the year. You ah, it's our last one for the year. Yeah, yeah. You could probably tell by like the jingle bells that, at the start of the show. Oh yeah, I remember hearing those. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we keep harping on about, um, giving away our, get me some strange book. Um, and had an idea sent in from, uh, one of our Twitter followers. Um, this was from, is this Twitter follower an ideas man slash woman? Female. An ideas female. Ideas female. Called Jim at Jim2483. I feel sorry for females in that context because you hear the, you're an ideas man, but the ideas woman is Ideas person. No. What did I say? I said ideas person. You said ideas female. Oh yeah, that's way more catchy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, she's from the, what what part is it? Talking Codswallet podcast. Good, good. Um. What's that buzzing I can hear? Buzzing? Is it maybe the cat still? You can hear, you hear, so what I did is I text I text my partner and said, can you come clean up the poos? Because <laughs> it stinks. <laughs> I wondered what you were texting. Yeah. Um, okay, so this person... Um, I was like, oh, hi darling, um, can you please come and clean up the poo? <laughs> Louis just pooed up here and it stinks. God. And now we're stuck in the hot room with the door closed. <laughs> yeah. So Jim... Um, yeah, Jim's right into 
a whole bunch of podcasts and um did, host- you, did you ever watch gem and the holograms as a kid uh, I think it was on, but I never really paid much attention. It Jam. wasn't my bag. Her moves are contagious, outrageous. Maybe the other way around. <laughs> Fashion and blah, 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 blah. So her idea... Jam. Uh, she's actually... Uh, this this gem, the one sans holograms. Yeah. Jim <laughs> sans holograms. That'd be a good Twitter name. Probably, yeah, it Jim sans holograms. holograms. Um, has... Uh, suggested a way for us to win. Oh my god, we're um, never going to get to the story. Right. <laughs> we are the misfits, our songs are better. We are the misfits, our songs are better. Whoa, jam, jam. That's where it kind of went. Is that it? So the misfits were like their nemesis. Nemesis? Yeah. Nemesis? Yeah. The nemesis that never ceases. <laughs> She said, the last episode of the she year. Said to give away, <laughs> she said to give away our book. Um, she had an idea. Um, and it was... A dress-up Gem of the Holograms competition. For God's sake. There, there was an episode where we mentioned you were Tony C. Yeah. There's in the first letter of your last name as a C. Yeah. And her idea was to um, guess your last name. No, we'll get that. That was literally my feedback was, <laughs> yeah, it's too weird. You'd yeah. never get it. <laughs> Um, then I wondered if um, you maybe wanted to launch into. Um, remember, we talked about changing your last name. Yeah, I don't We've like had, my last name. Yeah, you don't like your last name. I hate last name. So um, you mentioned. I that want to be you, Everett. Yeah, that's it. You wanted Tony to be Everett, Everett. and why? Uh, it's with the. Um, it's with um, the one of the Boeing factories is the major Boeing factory. Plus, Everett sounds impressive and powerful. It does, doesn't it? But you said that you would wait until your dad dies. Yeah, because when I said, when I remember, I remember as a kid saying, well, not as a kid, but probably as a teenager saying how much I hated my last name, my dad got really fired up about it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you, what are you, why are you so angry about it? I mean, let's just say it's not Cockburn. That's not my last name. No, no. Coburn. <laughs> Coburn, yeah, Cockburn. <laughs> um, yeah, speaking of like bad last names, when I was driving down to get my new safety shoes today, mm-hmm. um, we weren't talking about this on the podcast, but it was something we discussed beforehand. Um, there was I was driving behind Paul Hussey panel beaters. Oh yeah, and the license plate on the on the uh, Ute was Hussey. And I'm like, at least it's not that bad. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I see bad last names, I think of my last name, which I don't like, and I'm like, eh, at least it's not Hussey. There was another one at least as it's well. Not Cockburn. In high, yeah, in high school, there was another kind of theory you were going by that you could make your name. Uh, all four syllables would be a body part mm. and it was Tony Hancock. Tony, toe, knee, hand, cock. Yeah, perfect. I just pointed a little bit to my body that made up my name. <laughs> Your fictional name. Mm. Um, so good idea, but it's not going to work because no one would ever guess that sort of a name. I remember doing it on, we had to make pyramids and like, like when we were like, oh, probably 14 mm-hmm. 13 or something in like some stupid like um social studies class and i did hieroglyphics for tony hancock on my pyramid <laughs> and i got in trouble for it brilliant <laughs> yeah because yeah the you know the first tony hand bits were okay yeah, the yeah. Last I, bit. I could have guessed yeah. which bit was the problem part yeah that's a rooster <laughs> you caught <laughs> did you yeah it's a cock that's great yeah that's really tony creative. hancock i thought you would have just done a like cock and bollock <laughs> <laughs> that's my best of thought i guess cmb yeah. but when the teacher read that and i was like she was like what does that mean and i'm like well, there's toe there's a knee i think that's your teacher's and, bad luck yeah like your teacher's you shouldn't be in trouble for that that's just creative yeah well done thank you i think thank you should 
Get your cock back out and pin it on the fridge. <laughs> well, yeah. The pyramid <laughs> cock. Yeah. It's so weird that they just... Is that kind of a strange thing where they see hieroglyphics in books or whatever, and they just assume, like, um, or reduce it to, anyone can do these. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I think so. He's just drawing pictures. <laughs> Exactly. Mm. These guys were so dumb, they just drew pictures to talk. <laughs> like stupid Egyptians. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think it quite works like that. Yeah, and actually, Litz is all for the Egyptians. <laughs> Pro-Egyptian podcast. Pro-Egyptian podcast. Mm. We want to be out there. We are, you know, our official line, we're taking the line here, yep. is we are pro-Egyptian. This is what we do? Yeah. Ancient Egyptian, maybe. Not so much the uprising of recent years, but we're definitely pro-ancient Egyptian. <laughs> we're pro Nile, <laughs> pro Nile. Not necessarily pro Niles from Fraser, but mm. we're pro Nile. Yeah, definitely anti Niles from anti Niles from Fraser. Yeah. We're pro Nile, but anti Niles from Fraser. Pro Fraser and pro Fraser's dad with the walking stick and the wise ass and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably pro the dog, uh, pro Daphne, anti. What was the other one's name? There was the- <laughs> I don't know. Let's just let's carry on. We're talking about Jim uh, and the holograms. Or Sans no, no, holograms. Jim without the holograms. Jim Sans holograms. Jim Sans holograms. Thank you for your suggestion. It's not going to work for us. <laughs> <laughs> but keep them coming. We're going to figure yeah. out a way to give away that book. Or I also thought maybe we don't and we yeah. just have one at my new house where we might do some recording. Yeah. <laughs> then you don't have to bring it. That's probably a good idea. I'll just wait we for might, another church fair might, and might see if there's all the competition, one. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, withdraw the competition we haven't done. Potentially, we may withdraw the competition that we haven't yet done. <laughs> Typical Litz style. We're such cock teasers. Um, roosters. Do we have, do we Pyramid have roosters. a. Um, <clears throat> do we have an opener for Reaper Watch? Okay, you ready for it? Yep. This is the new Express version. Express opener. Yep, you ready? I'm ready. Reap. Reaper Watch. Yeah, nice. Nice. Um, so, for those of you that don't know... Oh, I forgot the, the opener has a big delay in the middle. I started talking over it. Reaper. <laughs> Watch. No, not yet. <laughs> so... <laughs> I can tell by the look on your face you're going to do that. Watch. Reaper watch. Reaper watch. So. <laughs> <laughs> I might I might just cut it a bit short. This goes on for Sorry, a while. Sorry, I've got to apologise. I was talking over the opening. You were, yeah. I kept cutting dun, in. Dun, 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 dun. The Reaper. So you're going <laughs> to... So, okay. Reaper, watch. <laughs> Just shut up. Okay, okay, well, I'll pause it. <laughs> we might have to come back to it mid mid uh, update. Um, no, I have no doubt that we will. Um, yeah. So, Reaper Watch is where I ordered some Carol. <laughs> can tell by the look on your face you're trying to think hey, where hey, this Hey, 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 I don't control it. I just played the track. I bought some uh, Carolina you, you, Reaper you put, you put the music <laughs> in these really, This is a mess. I bought some Carolina Reaper seeds and um, we're going to be tracking my progress on these things. And I think the deal was once I've got a Carolina Reaper, you're going to eat it. Maybe. 
<laughs> I think that was the deal. You just hold it, dangle it out there, and I'll suck it on up, something like that. Is that right? Yeah. Cool. Um, and so progress so far is that um, I've moved house. I kept track of these seeds the whole time. Uh, it was a pack of 10, cost me $18 for these seeds. So it's quite a premium for these 10 seeds. Do you want to go into Finance Corner and work out the per <laughs> unit cost of those seats? No, because I'm worried Finance Corner has a jingle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I had queued up the jingle, so I'll take it back down again. There yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, got all the pots, got all the potting mix. How about the Finance Bistro? <laughs> and uh, started things uh, ticking along last night. So they really <laughs> haven't done anything. Okay, so nothing's happened. Nothing's happened, really. But... This is a good update, though. Like, last same, update, nothing had happened. No, and now like, I've got some stuff. They've recorded, like, 40 minutes later. Oh, yeah. are they sprouting? No. Oh. I've got the, like, potting mix. Oh. <laughs> blood and bone? But. Blood and bone? No, potting mix. But blood and bone potting mix? I don't know. That's, like, mix. the best one. Whatever no. my mum had. Oh, you stole it. No, I was given it. Mm, it was a gift. Questionable. <laughs> um, Who gives potting mix? So the other thing was the same place that sells the seeds sells a sauce. So I've got some Carolina Reaper sauce, mm-hmm. and it's damn hot. <clears throat> it's really hot. Why don't you just have the sauce and not worry about the Carolina Reapers? It sounds like that's... It's not about that, and we wouldn't have a segment for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but my, I told my boss about this sauce. He bought it as well, and he managed to pluck some seeds out of the sauce. No. Yeah. And then um, put them on like a moist paper towel, yeah. nurture them, and he said that they were sprouting. But then his mother-in-law came and cleaned them up and binned them. Yeah. But... <laughs> Uh, it occurs to me that I just, paid, a cheap skate, I just paid 18 bucks for these 10 seeds when I have an entire bottle of them in my sauce. <laughs> How much was the sauce? 10 bucks yeah. for an entire bottle. And it's unlikely your mother-in-law will come around to your house and clean them up? Unlikely. Yeah. She's visited. Could have got away with it. Didn't clean it up. Wait, so your mother-in-law's been around and I haven't? Yes. I think that's quite rude of you, to be honest. What? Me? <laughs> well, I have to find a way of deflecting it off you. me. Yeah, I think I think you've been quite this rude. Pretty to be disappointed. Honest. I'm very. I'm um, also very disappointed. Not a not a single visit. <laughs> um, I tried to invite myself around, and you haven't let me. Yet. Keep shooting me down. <laughs> so it's you your, so you it's your bad me. luck. They so don't want me there. <laughs> um, all I've right. Had you at my house forty something times this year. No, well, actually, no. It's less than that because we've done some. Some uh, at your parents' house. Yeah. And we've doubled up some... It's like 30-something times. Probably. Yeah. Never once at yours. Have I been... Rude. Well, it's a commute. Hmm? It was a commute. But I do work out on the western side. Oh, come to my house then. You haven't invited Stop me Stop being yet. so selfish. I don't even know your fucking address. <laughs> you don't know my address. You didn't know my address. You'd ask me grid. today. Yeah, I did. It yeah. was only because um, I um, I was in a different spot and I, would, I didn't come from work. So I was like, I'm sure there's a back way of doing this. And if anyone knows a back way, <laughs> you. if anyone knows oh, a back way, go. it's going to be Tony. <laughs> so um, texted don't, you your don't, address. Don't tarnish me with that brush. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I can't refute the claim. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I got your address so that I could GPS my way here around side streets rather than the clogged up main roads. Mm-hmm. Good work. Um, and you were quite quick, I have to say. Thank you. And, you know, no one should ever sort of knock you down for your speed. <laughs> Our speed's never the it's good, issue. It's a good thing. Um, so, yeah, that was Car- that was Reaper Watch. So we need a closing sting, as, uh, as usual. Do you remember last week's one? Yeah. 
Go on then. No, I don't. Um, so this is the uh, this is the remix of the remix. So here we go. Hey, friend, look at you. Look at you having a Reaper watch. Reaper watch is over for the moment, but don't fear, it'll be right happening again. <laughs> Do you know how to garden? Yes, no. I know how to plant then. seeds. <laughs> Shut up. Love. I think the thing about it is the look on your face. I can see you. There's almost a little glint of panic where you can't think of the next Yeah, I'm word. like, what's the next line? <laughs> um, Thanks yeah. for coming. Reaper Watch. And that's all of Copyright, my... Tonair. <laughs> that's, that's all of my admin. So um, Copyright, Tonair, Cockburn. If anyone's still listening, <laughs> normally what we'd do is uh, <clears throat> one of us would educate the other on a story from the paranormal. Mm-hmm. Since this is our Christmas episode, um, which so far there's been so much Christmas. I'm actually feeling a little bit overwhelmed with the amount of Christmas. I think we should dial it back just a little bit. <laughs> Um, yeah, those bells at the start were so Christmassy. Yeah. If I've remembered to put them in, because there's a fair chance that I won't. Actually, we've got the Christchurch Cathedral Men's Choir coming in later on. No, we don't. Okay. <laughs> um, so this time around was your turn to... Book them. I'll check my emails. <laughs> this time around was your turn to educate me about a paranormal so story. this is where we can get a bit Christmassy. Okay. Well, it was you who wanted to dial it back a notch, but that's fine. <laughs> We'll ignore that. <laughs> well, we'll cancel the Christchurch Cathedral Men's Choir. Okay. Okay. Um, do you Can we open the door yet? I'm sweating. Yeah, like yeah. A um, the booth has been cleaned up, so we're all good. Oh, that was the cat. That was my bag. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, we're back. Not that we ever left. Okay. So we're going to dive into this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll do us a countdown. It'll be a five, a four, a three, a two, a one. Flying has often been described as the safest way to travel <laughs> typically this statement is made to reassure someone that has a fear of traversing the heavens on christmas eve 1975 one particular cessna light aircraft piloted by peter gibbs departed from an airfield on the isle of mole 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 scotland and has left us with many perplexing questions that have yet to be answered. This story would come to be known as dun, 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 The Great Mole Air Mystery. I'm perplexed. Mole this one over. I'm perplexed. <laughs> Peter Gibbs, who had served in World War II from January 1944 to... February 1945. <laughs> March 1945. Very good. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> I just pointed it. One pointed at Luke and made him answer. Uh, in the thirty the thirty first, the thirty forty forty first, the thirty first, forty first. Oh my god! The forty first okay, squadron. Okay, cut off. No more bubbles. <laughs> in the forty first squadron of the Royal Air Force, had a rather unmemorable military career and was best known for his post RAF music career when he became a member of the Philharmonia Orchestra in nineteen fifty four and wrote a number of catchy jingles. Just a word on being cut off. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how I've just cut you off bubbles? <laughs> yep. Because you're slurring your words. I was <laughs> tripping over 41st. Another Christmas story. 
Oh, yeah. We had our Christmas. Um, we in this country we call Back it a, on the bubbles. <laughs> we call it a Christmas do. It's a <laughs> Christmas party. Very, very creative. <laughs> yeah, Christmas, Christmas do because we like do Christmas shit. <laughs> yeah. So we were doing Christmas shit, um, <laughs> and it was like an open bar. And Ooh, I'm intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> Cut off. Damn it! There's hardly any left in here. <laughs> Um, Ask Jamie Oliver the, for a refill. The the person uh, that I work with, she went up and we, you know, all having a good time, just normal drinking. It was probably it wasn't that late. And um, bartender, can you say barmaid and barman? No, you can't say barmaid. What what if it was an old timey tavern? Was it? Nope. <laughs> But you can say it. Say bartender. The bar... Tendress. <laughs> the bar woman. Yeah. Wench. <laughs> bartender. Tendress. Yeah. Bartenderess, I think. Uh, made her skull, or not skull, but drink an entire glass of water. Oh my God, I was about to say beer. this. I had the same thing at this wedding I went to. So I went up and I wasn't, I mean, I had a few drinks. So I wasn't that bad, but I had massive hay fever. Mm. So that my eyes were red and watering. So she <laughs> yeah. thought I was pissed and she was like i'm not serving you i said look please i'm not drunk it's just i've got hay fever <laughs> so she's like all right drink this water and yeah she made me scull this entire thing of like cucumber water oh yeah yeah people are doing uh, people are doing cucumber water oh these my days God, it was horrible. so i had that and i nearly vomited because of the cucumber water and then she gave me my drink of wine i quite like the cucumber water i wasn't keen wasn't a fan if it's nice and cold it's not too bad but anyway carry on gibbs arrived on the isle of mole on saturday 20 december 1975 along with his girlfriend 32 year old felicity granger gibbs the managing director md of a property development company PDC was looking for investment opportunity, oh, investment opportunities IO <laughs> and was interested in buying a hotel H, H. <laughs> Gibbs found out that a Cessna aircraft was available to hire from the manager of the Glen Forcer Hotel on Mole M O G F O N <laughs> Gibbs had about 2000 hours of flying experience on Christmas Eve, Gibbs and Granger flew the plane from Mole to Broadford on the Isle of Skye and spent the day inspecting property. They how many aisles are we up to? Lots, uh, to it's like a Walmart, there's so many aisles. Ah, uh, snap! <laughs> um, they flew back... It's two, Mole and Skye. They flew back It's like to, a small Walmart yeah. with two aisles. <laughs> it's like a terrible convenience store with two aisles, yeah. <laughs> a bodega. Yeah. They flew back to Mole in time for dinner, which is a bad name. Let's say bad name. Mole. Mole. How do you spell it? M-U-L-L. Mole. Like mulled wine. Yeah. yeah. Mole. Having enjoyed modest quantities of whiskey and red wine, Gibbs outlined... He's steamed. He's steamed. He's looking for a sports bar? There is none. <laughs> Gibbs outlined his theory that it might be possible to make night landings at Glen Forcer, although the little airstrip was not equipped with runway lights. Gibbs believed an airlink would be precious in making a luxury hotel development profitable. profitable. So you know he's an MD of a PDC looking for investment in an H. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so you reckon he's found a prime spot yeah. for an H? So let's just let's just we'll jump forward a few years to um, twenty one August, uh, twenty sixteen. Well, uh, that is quite a few years. So. I had a wee look at this Glen Forster Hotel just to see, you know, you know what the reviews like at this place. Mm. So let's just hear from Bob S. York. Yep. 
The review is titled, No, Think Again and Read the Reviews. <clears throat> Including so, this one? So Bob says, So I really want to be a fair. The Glen Forcer looked good. Good food and good hospitality. So we booked one night, £99. Aviation-wise, runway good condition, well-maintained, crosswind from the south, curl over, wind shear, several aircraft landing downwind to avoid the wind shear, hotel and a com, overpriced, nowhere near a reasonable standard, no not clean, not cosy, no not light, bathroom dark and in need of refurbishment, bedroom dark, old, tired, isn't that what you want about, bedroom tired? Well, it's been there since the 70s, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. Sorry, but really would have just been happy with a clean, light, fresh room. If old-fashioned charm means this old log cabin, I am going to a premiere inn next time. Food. Well, I was expecting quite a lot from the reviews to date. <laughs> But you guessed it. I was sadly disappointed. My wife really enjoyed her salmon main meal and dessert. I had a Scottish steak, twenty-two pounds. What's ordered... Scottish about a steak? Yeah, I killed the cow. There. I don't know. Tartan? <laughs> ordered, yeah, <laughs> tartan inside. Ordered medium rare, full of tartan. It came fully and completely well done, having paid. £22. I didn't want to make a fuss, but did feel some feedback was necessary, so I asked Alison, in parentheses, part owner, and asked her to look at the steak. Look at the steak, Alison. She <laughs> saw it, and as I described, it asked me to cut off a piece to take to the chef, which I did. She said, We can sort this out later. Well, having paid for the entire stay in full, £99 a com and another £80 food slash wine, I have emailed Alison and Brandon twice, phoned, and today called to ask for f some answer slash reply, and heard nothing back to date. Oh. Make your own minds up, but do read the reviews and uh, on the side of caution. Love, Bob. Mm. This is only my second bad review in my entire TripAdvisor commentary. <laughs> so the owner of the Glenforza Hotel Mall responded to this review. So oh um, this just evolved. Yeah. Hi, Bob. Firstly, uh, we would like to apologise for the wind at Glenforza. We assumed that it was a trauma of wrestling with the controls to overcome the curl over and wind shear that led you to abandon your large plastic <laughs> aircraft in the middle of the parking area and go for a stroll across the runway, causing the aircraft on final approach to abort its landing and go around. Ooh. Although the student pilot of that aircraft seemed to achieve a very smooth landing, despite the adverse conditions you'd have described. Whoa, this is is hitting hard. Yeah. The Glenforza Hotel was built by Norwegian craftsmen, utilising materials and techniques that have for centuries withstood the type of weather prevalent in that part of the world. While we and many valued and loyal guests who we enjoy welcoming back to Glenforza year after year would not recognise your description of our hotel, I am sure that you would agree that you wish to go to our premiere inn next time <laughs> is probably the right decision, given that the closest this one is over a hundred miles away. Fuck Ooh. you. <laughs> I heard the fuck you. Yeah. It felt like it needed yeah. it. So, yeah, so a bit of sass there. Um, Gibbs decided to test some people's story. 
Um, Gibbs decided to test his hypothesis for night landings and take the Cessna up and land it in the dark. So this is pretty booze by this point. He had borrowed two powerful torches to use as makeshift landing lights. His GF would remain on the ground and use them to guide him in. The couple arrived at the airstrip at about 9.30pm. Granger followed her boyfriend's instructions to place the two torches facing the aircraft. He seemed content that the torch beams would give him an adequate reference point at which to aim. So, takes off. Mm-hmm. By 10pm, with no sign of the plane returning, can you kind of expect it, mm-hmm. a concerned Granger went back to the hotel oh, to God. inform staff that Gibbs was missing. By this time, the weather had taken a turn and it was sleeting heavily outside. Police were called, who went out to inspect the airfield for any signs of trouble. There was no sign of Gibbs and the search was called off for the night. Ooh. On Christmas Day morning, ho, 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 sing us a Christmas carol. What did you carol. call me? Christmas Day morning, ho, ho, ho. The authorities launched a full-scale investigation. Scale. While RAF, Royal Air Force, and Navy Air Service helicopters scoured the waters with sonar, hundreds of volunteers searched virtually the entire island. Neither Gibbs nor the aircraft could be found. He had seemingly just vanished. So, I'm going to flash forward here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to April 1975. Yep. So, four months after the disappearance, a local shepherd by the name of Donald McKinnon made a shocking discovery on a hillside a mere mile from the airfield. Sprawled out in full view, about 400 feet up the hill, was the body of the missing Gibbs. What? Wearing boots and fully clothed. <laughs> Seems legitimate. (laughs) Authorities were puzzled by the find, as the body was discovered in an area that had been thoroughly searched in the wake of Gibbs' disappearance, and no local farmers or shepherds in the area had seen anything out of the ordinary there in the preceding months. So, all of a sudden, like four months later, his body disappears on a hillside. Yeah. What? What? A hillside Uh, that's been scoured by people, both searching for him and not searching. They've frequented the area regularly. Yeah. This is quite similar to Hanging Rock. It is actually, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) At first, it was thought that Gibbs had simply crashed into the sea, somehow managed to swim to shore, and go on to die of exposure. But there was no evidence of seawater or any marine organisms found on the body, or the clothes or boots. Additionally, the position of the body on the hillside would have meant that Gibbs would have had to have crawled out from the sea, clamber up a steep cliff wall, cross the road leading to the hotel, and then climb 400 feet up the hillside on his own. Bizarre. Mm. Uh, it was also suggested that he hey, may have somehow fallen out of the plane or parachuted out with a malfunctioning parachute. Mm. But the body showed no serious signs of injury, with only a minor cut on the leg, and certainly none that would have been consistent with a high-speed, life-threatening impact. In, in fact, the body was in a remarkably good condition for having apparently lain on the hillside out in the elements for four months, showing little decomposition. Mm. So, like... If there'd been like deep snow drifts or that sort of thing, and he'd fallen, and they knew his body was left there, maybe the ice and snow would have preserved him, but there wasn't. Mm. Like, it's cold, but it's not like snowy cold, like the spring thaw brings a body sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, hey, the pathologists 
you know, we love the pathologist, but boy, were they <laughs> We stumped. do love a good pathologist on the show. On the show, but they were stumped. And ultimately, they would decide that the, the p- pathologists were stumped. They were. You well, got it. But yeah. we love pathologists you know, and they're never stumped. Well, this time they were. And I'll oh tell you goodness. why. They, you know, they, they, you know, they had to decide the cause of death had been exposure. On this case. <laughs> he exposed himself and died, suggesting that he had exited the plane somehow and died on land. But there was still no sign of the aircraft or even any wreckage from it anywhere. And the body itself posed more questions than it answered. Yeah, because it had been there for so long. Or had it. Yes. It was thought that the plane had to be somewhere nearby, yet there was no trace of it anywhere. The mystery of the missing plane would hang over this case for 11 years, until September 1986, when two clam fishermen discovered a red and white aircraft on the seabed in 100 feet of water off the coast of Oban. What? The two divers claimed the plane was a Cessna and that it bore the registration G-A-V-T-N, the very same that Gibbs aircraft had. The divers reported that they had examined the plane and could find no human remains in the plane. It was also reported that the plane exhibited signs of a massive impact, with both of its wings and one of its landing wheels completely torn off and strewn about the sea floor, as well as a gaping hole. We've had a few of these gaping holes in this podcast. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I seem, I seem to be the one who always brings the gaping holes to the conversation, <laughs> as well as a gaping hole in the windshield. An odd little detail was that it was claimed that both doors of the plane had been locked from the inside, meaning that anyone who had would have been in the plane when it crashed would have had to have exited through the hole in the windshield. What? Um, although the report that by the divers was considered credible, the wreckage itself was never recovered, nor could it even be relocated. The discovery of this record uh, only served to deepen the mystery of the case, and it's still uncertain whether this was even really Peter Gibson's plan at all. Um, a six-seater Piper Aztec is known to have ditched in the area several years prior. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so sort of to wrap this up, so many questions orbit this case which have never really been satisfactorily answered. Mm-hmm. So um, it's why is it that Gibbs' body was found four months later on a nearby hillside in an area that had been heavily scoured yep. and was frequently passed by the locals of the Isle of Mull? Um, how did he get there and how did he die? Uh, how had Gibbs become separated from his aircraft in the first place? Mm-hmm. Uh, what exactly happened after his plane took off? Um, so some theories are that Gibbs had been killed in cold blood, and his body doesn't not literally like cold blood poured on him when he died, but like it means like like, like a murder. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, and like his body. Ravenge. Yeah, yeah, Ravenge, and his body dumped on the hillside. Yep. There have been claims that Gibbs had been involved in gun running. I don't know what really that is. Like Ooh. it sounds like a relay race. Yeah, like, yeah. Instead of exchanging a baton, you hand over a gun. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like, much easier with a baton rather than like a, a rifle. It's true. And even a diamond heist. However, even if someone could have pulled off over pulled pulled him off from the plane. Oh dear. Sorry, I must may have. Jumped to conclusions there. Mm-hmm. Pulled off Gibbs. It wouldn't the plane. be a happy ending, would it? Even if someone could have pulled off Gibbs in the plane, in the small confines of the plane, <laughs> they would have had to somehow have killed him in such a way as to leave no serious injuries on the body and make it look like he had died of exposure. Um, and then crashed the plane and dragged the body uh, from a hole in the windshield, pulled it to shore and hit it for four months, uh, or dumped the body in flight in some way that they didn't damage it, uh, and then crashed the plane. 
Weird. Uh, still other theories abound. One is that Gibbs himself orchestrated the crash in order to fake his own death and escape some debt or business dealing, uh, but that he was finally tracked down and killed with his body dumped on the hill. Like he got away and then they were like, we're going to kill you and bring you back to this weird island and dump yeah. you here. Yep. Uh, still others say that Granger had arranged for Gibbs. Granger's is the GF. Yep. He's the BF. Arranged for Gibbs to be murdered. That he was an MI5 spy on a mission to Northern Ireland. Or that he was abducted by aliens and somehow killed in the process with his body returned to Earth months later. Uh, Heavy. There's how we nearly got away from a UFO story. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, the relatively pristine condition of the body certainly lends itself to the idea that he had not sat out in the elements for the entire time between the disappearance and its discovery, implying it might have been dumped there at a later time. Yet in all of these scenarios, since the body was found upon examination to have in fact been physically dead for four months, anyone who killed him would have had to have waited all that time with his corpse before dumping the body. Mm. In 2013, a Royal Navy warship found a wreckage of a mystery aircraft lying in 30 metres of water in the same general area where the divers had claimed to have found the plane previously. Mm -hmm. The Navy images show that the mystery wreck in this case, though, had one wing intact rather than both missing, a discrepancy that casts doubt on whether it is the same plane found by the divers, and further making it unclear whether it could be Gibbs's plane. The Great Mole Air Mystery has been one of aviation's most puzzling conundrums. Uh, it, was, it has inspired curiosity, discussion, debate, podcast episodes, and much theorising. <laughs> What happened to Peter Gibbs on that fateful night? Do the answers lie out there at the bottom of the ocean somewhere? Or are they yes. lost to time? No, no, no. You had and the first time. They're out. on the bottom of the ocean somewhere. Oh. Reaper watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was part of the, the intro, of the intro played. <laughs> or are they lost in time and forever out of our reach? Yes. Wait. <laughs> Wait, what's what the answer? The second one? What's the answer? <laughs> what's the second one? The Reaper watch, I think, was part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's my Christmas tale. Merry Christmas, you Merry ho ho ho. Christmas, you filthy animals. Yeah. Well, that was interesting. Yeah, similarities to Hanging <clears throat> Rock. Um, plane twist, because it always has to be. Mm -hmm. And UFO twist, because it was one of your stories. Yeah. <laughs> it has to have some involvement. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and also had a, had, a, had a similar look and feel, even though you can't l see it or feel it, um, to the one we did about the lighthouse because it just felt like it was coastal it did. and also that lighthouse one was around christmas time as well it was it was yeah all right should we jump into the anything else to add uh this is a, a bit of a bizarre one i really don't know about this like you know it's it's kind of like it, on the surface it could be something quite basic but for him to have like appeared four months later and the body looks really good yeah something not really good him. but yeah I, he's a good looking guy look i'll show you a photo of him <laughs> don't Oh, yep. Yeah. Not bad looking guy. <laughs> and for him to look, you know, that good. Yeah. Is that the, is that the corpse? That's the corpse. <laughs> Jeez, it's a photogenic corpse. Yeah. Posing and everything. Yeah, it's a posing corpse. Yeah. It's a corpse. I mean, I haven't heard, so so, I haven't really heard anyone ever say, you know, you know shout or heckle, you poor, you co, you, you corpse, you poser, you poser, <laughs> you corpse. All right. Weird, eh? Um, I think it's an odd one as well. And it, yeah, just has... All the let's best say, bits of some of our other episodes let's just are wrapped into one. the opposite of a Christmas miracle. Okay. What's the opposite of a miracle? Um, I don't know, like cancer? 
Oh, oh my goodness. Isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Moving right along, we're just going to move into the final segment of Diarrhea. the show. Diarrhea. <laughs> oh, things that are great. Final segment of the show we call Get Me Some Strange uh, for the final time. The final time in the uh, year of our Lord 2017. Yep. Um, we're going to flick through the 1982 Reader's Digest version of Mysteries of the Unexplained, find a random paranormal story, and I'll read it out. Cool. Um, so I'm going to do the flicking. You're going to tell me when to stop, and we're going to go from that page, unless we've already done it. Did we start the music? Uh, do you want to? Uh, yeah, can I do it for the last time this year? Okay. Okay. Start the music. Go. <laughs> it's going. Um, so I'm flicking. I can see what you're trying to do. Stop. We oh, have landed in... Pretty close to the beginning, aren't we? Page 14. Oh, wow. I did well there. Yeah. For those of you playing at home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and these are always the real boring ones. Oh, thanks. <laughs> okay, so... Biblical prophecies fulfilled. Okay. Give me a bibliography. He <sighs> just sounded so disappointed. So, this is the way we have to end off the year. Do we do we want a reflect? Yeah, reflect? absolutely. Because these are just boring. Stay away from the front of the book. Okay, That's my sorry, advice. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Alrighty-o. stoppy. Ooh. Oh, here's a good end. When truth is as strange as fiction. Oh. Um. Oh my goodness. We're into spontaneous combustion. Um, have we had these? These are like in a perfect loop. We've gone back to like what was, I think, in one of our first couple of episodes. Beautiful. It's a um, if I've read this already, it just stands to reason that we need to start marking these <laughs> in some way. <laughs> I'm going to launch into it because I don't have time to read it before reading it okay. you know what I mean so I'm just going to read it squeaky chair, chair. <laughs> yeah the mysterious fiery death no 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 I'm going to start here the earliest literary account of spontaneous combustion is from the, ni- the 1798 novel is that real it's a novel novel made a lot oh gosh Wayland written by America's first novelist and master of the gothic Charles Brown Charles Brockton Brown. The main character is a German pietist who observes the mysterious solitary solitary rites of his religion. <laughs> solitary. <laughs> solitary <laughs> rites of his religion in a tumble-down wooden shack he calls his chapel. One night his wife is startled by a bright light that bursts above the chapel and by a loud report like the explosion of a mine, she hears a horrible shriek. By the time she gets to the shack, the light and cries have died away. She finds Waylon insensible, his clothes in cinders, his body frightfully burned, and the chapel unharmed. The wretched man dies terrible, dies after terrible suffering. The disease betraying more terrible symptoms, fever and delirium terminated in lethargic slumber, yet not until insupportable exhalations and crawling putrefaction had driven from his chamber and the house everyone whom their duty did not detain. Which I guess is old-timey for the guy burned, like, yeah, slowly and horribly. Kind of paints a picture, eh? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, just jumping ahead to something way less downery. In on a high, do you think? Um, yeah, I think I'm trying to, but man, it is rough going today. <laughs> <laughs> the mystery of the locked room seems harmless enough. Yeah, Let's see where good. this takes us. Isidore Fink. Name again? Isidore Fink. Good name. Good name. Real jovial name, right? Isidore. Like, I can tell this is going to be a good one. Isidore Fink was shot dead at 10.30pm on March 9th. <laughs> Isidore, we're trying to end this on a high. In the in the back room of the Fifth Avenue Laundry, which he owned, at 4 East 132nd Street in New York City, the but police were alerted by a neighbor owning a laundry laundromat who had heard screams and the sounds of a struggle. When the officers arrived, they found that the doors to the room in which Fink lay were locked, and so they gained entry by lifting a small boy into the room through a transom window. Really? Does that sound like the best idea? Fink had been shot twice in the chest and once through the left hand, which showed powder burns. No gun was found in the room. There was money in Fink's pocket and in the cash register. At first, police theorized that whoever shot Fink, who always bolted the laundry doors when he worked at at night, had climbed through the same window. But the window was small, as was the boy who was hoisted through it. (laughs) And the question of why an escaping murderer should climb through a small window instead of leaving the door seemed unanswerable second theory was that Fink had been shot from the hallway through the through the window, but the powder burns on Fink's body showed he had been shot from close range. More than two years after the crime, New York Police Commissioner Edward P. Mulroney called the murder another good name. an insoluble mystery. Should we try one more to see if we end up on a on a high note can you read the first sentence and see if it comes out like it's going to be like a high one and we'll see if we can judge it whether okay. we continue or not it's entitled a heavy question oh okay so this is unknown it could be good or bad at the end of a day's work in 1974 workers for the dowling construction company what do you reckon read the first sentence at the end of the day's work in 1974 workers for the Dowling Construction Company of Indianapolis left a five ton steel wrecking ball hanging from a crane 200 feet above the ground well I like that Miley Cyrus song about wrecking balls so I reckon it's going to be good I reckon Miley might ride on it but We're let's see what happens end on a high here yeah. came in like a wrecking ball when they came back the next morning the ball was gone <gasps> police and all concerned were baffled and the ball was never found yeah, that's literally it. That's good. I like that. Oh, that's a good. It's a good way to end. Yeah. Um, and they know that from a telephone interview with Lauren Dowling of Indianapolis. Oh, you don't doubt Lauren. And then there's a little picture of a man standing on a ball. It's a sketch, and it says, "Could anyone have stolen a five-ton steel ball, or did it simply float away?" Probably didn't float away. That's it. Probably someone stole it. Rene Magritte's 1953 painting The Infinite Search suggests the mystery of such an event. Make it that painting. You Should we w- give it away next year? You won't. We'll give it away next year. You won't get that painting. Okay. Um, on that note, shall we call that a year? You call that a year? Uh, that's amazing. Thoughts on the, uh, on the podcast as a whole? I still remember uh, chatting back at the beginning of the year when we sort of proposed getting into this and thinking, ah, oh, it'll never happen. Yeah. But here we are, 41 episodes DP. Mm-hmm. Uh, Having only missed one week in that yeah. whole run. Despite international travel, uh, moving, um, yeah. other life-changing events. Yeah. Yeah. All sorts. Um, work things. 
non-work yeah. things other thing things and yeah oh and, and oh, of course things oh um, and stuff yeah and stuff and things so we've done pretty well um mm-hmm. i think yeah i i hope that we make some people entertained for a brief moment of their lives yep um this is fun to do for us yep um it's an excuse to catch up and for yeah. some reason people listen yeah yeah and <laughs> we won't hold that against you yeah for listening to our well, travel well yeah some people <laughs> no, you, yeah i do kind of feel like judging people for listening to this yeah a little bit me too yeah <laughs> i kind of deserve everything they get yeah <laughs> when i say some of those things that you're like whoa <laughs> like, yeah that's what you get yeah when you don't see the all the numbers drop off the next yeah. week it's like oh, they were fine with it <laughs> so we're going to take a, a summer break an indefinite hiatus uh with a definite ending we're going to say we're going to take a definite hiatus and yep. be back in January. 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 Yep. For yep. those who pronounce words properly. Yep. A um, few of us who do. If you're listening to this, and some people do, um, have a good Christmas, and we'll see you in January. Yeah. As cool people say. Yuletide greetings <laughs> of joy. Um, and tr- well, yeah, for those of you who are religious, you know, go religion go religion for those who aren't don't go religion religion, but just enjoy whatever that you worship or don't worship or if you worship your body worship your body (laughs) or anyone's body just be careful where you do it yep yep just remind all the neighbors pull the curtains um and if you want to keep in touch over our summer break because it's summer for us um i'll be reaper watching my way through to january on instagram and on twitter at lits underscore podcast i started updating the website oh wow so um makes me feel better if anything yeah. if nothing else so uh, i think i've got about eight more episodes to put up and nice then, well probably eight to ten maybe fifteen yeah <laughs> <laughs> do you have summer plans summer plans um not really the family tends to come to our sort of neck of the woods rather than us going anywhere else um just yeah lots of family stuff and rummage around the house get the garden going yeah veggie garden yeah we got um a house to look after now so we'll be trying to kind of unpack things and um just get all moved in and settled yeah. and do gardening things and enjoy our back lawn with some cricket nice earl the hylax passed his warrant of fitness yesterday <laughs> and i repaired his uh cigarette lighter so there's now power charging facilities again nice so it was all up 129 bucks which is a bit cheaper than i've spent on him recently so it's nice but a camping for, for, for glamping yeah well, glamping very much so glamping yeah but a bit of glamping ahead for me cool and there'll be us for a year anything yeah. else to add um i'm just grateful for those who sort of put this nonsense into their ear holes (laughs) and on that note we'll call that another episode of lights in the sky podcast join us next time for another episode join us in 2018 (laughs) we'll see you then totally well we won't see you then no we never do we'll (laughs) we won't even hear from you then well sometimes on the tweets we might see your tweets then won't see your t- tweets before then see your though. tweets then see your tweets both before your and sweet, then your sweet tweets <laughs> um won't, won't see you then you'll hear from us then 
Is that a three? Toodaloo. <laughs> <laughs> You'll hear from us then. Okay. Okay, you want to say toodaloo? <laughs> <laughs>